0: percent off your order plus any orders over two hundred dollars get you free shipping again use code dnvr10 check them out today and we promise you will not be disappointed DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account. And our DraftKings pick of the week, the Aves coming up to an elimination game. We've talked a lot about how Nathan McKinnon needs to do more. Take him for a multi-point game. We're going at least two points for Nathan McKinnon in Game Six with the Aves back against the wall. They need him to show up, otherwise it might not be very pretty. So, that's how I'm going with Nathan McKinnon to have at least a two-point night in Game 6. Head on over to the DraftKings Sportsbook to get those amazing odds and odds boosts every single day. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by A.J. Hayfley. as... Some good news for the Avalanche today, as I guess you can call it good news. It's not bad news, that's for sure. Cale McCarr, nominated for the Norris Trophy. Not too much of a surprise. Nominated alongside Victor Hedman and Adam Fox. Um, Yeah, clearly a, a regular season. That was fantastic from McCarr. I think the only thing people had as a knock against him as far as Norris contention was... Eligible availability, I should say. Excuse yeah. me. Um, he did miss a handful of games again this year, but in the regular season, he was money as far as the defense is concerned. So, I let me get your thoughts on it, Aj. Do you think he actually has any chance to win it? Yeah. Okay. Um. Do you think he's Ahead of Adam Fox, pretty handily, or is that a close race as well? Is it? Is that it... I have?
1: I really don't. I really yeah. don't know. Um, All right. I know that there are some voters that I've talked to who have him ahead of Fox, and some that uh, don't, and some that don't. Yeah.
0: So could be a pretty interesting mix of votes when you throw Headman in there as well. Um, a lot of spread around first place votes, perhaps. So we could uh, we could see how that all ends up. Um, yeah, Makar. Interesting. I'm trying to remember the last time someone as young as Makar was a Norris finalist and I can't off the top of my head. I'm sure there's, you know, if you go back far enough, you'll find someone, but probably a lot of years of Norris contention ahead to say the least, as far as kale is concerned.
1: Yeah, this, this should be, I mean, this should be looked at as, uh, one, I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge step in a different direction for the voting block itself, Yep. because typically the Norris has been treated kind of like the Selkie has, where you have to get a reputation first, and then the voters will take you seriously. So uh, I think that kale McCarr in his second year, Adam Fox in his second year, as two-thirds of the finalists we have sophomore players as finalists for this trophy uh shows that the the war against analytics is being lost by the dinosaurs yep because kale mccarr and adam fox are not at the top of uh they're they're not the slam dunk finalists
0: without
1: the analytics backing up just the fact that they are point producers
0: yep if and- there
1: weren't if there weren't the analytics backing all those guys up there there's no way they would be getting the votes. And I think that that's a great change that that just that's a more educated voting block. It's uh it's a it's a voting block that is digging deeper into the information that's available to it. We don't have as many of these drew doughty lifetime achievement things happening, right? Because that was a pretty controversial vote that year. Yeah. And it was like the last stand of the eye test versus analytics. Cause since then, there's been a, a pretty healthy slew of analytics heavy guys. So I think that I'm, I think, I think that's positive. I like that change. Both guys are absolutely deserving. Victor Hedman was not. Uh, he should not be
0: a finalist. You don't think so?
1: No. He did not have, he did not have the year that, uh, people pretend that he did. He's Coach. been awesome in the postseason, though, and so it's like, okay. <laughs> Who do you put there instead
0: of Hedman, then?
1: um, There were a number of guys. I think you could have, yeah, Charlie McAvoy, I think, would have been a really good one. Shea Theodore would have been a really good one. Um, Dougie Hamilton, I think, would have been a really good candidate as well so there were a number this was a this was actually a great Norris field i'm really curious to see how close the voting is one to ten because i think this will be a year where a lot of guys got a lot of votes chicken would have been a would have been a fun i think chicken i
0: think chicken would have been more like a four or five guy for me more than a finalist i don't see how you can put chicken ahead of headman
1: but well, I mean, if you dig into if you dig your underlyings, I get all that. But. They were not good, and he's not even taking. He during the regular season, he wasn't even taking on top competition. I get it, I do. Like but. he was, he was essentially on their sec- on their second pairing. And I'm like, how are you going to have that guy be a Norris finalist when that's the case? But the same the same argument could be made for Kale McCarr. He wasn't time. always taking on top yeah.
0: competition. So you know. A tough It's always tough when there aren't clear, quantifiable use these statistics to pick this award, right? But
1: Yeah, well and the Norse is always one of the more controversial ones where everybody likes to dunk on the voting block and be like, Sure.
0: These guys are all idiots.
1: <laughs> and that's like okay. first of all awards voting is really hard uh yeah if if you had to sit down with a blank slate and say okay who am i voting for for these different awards uh and you don't have like outside anything to tell you who you should be voting for it's really hard no doubt about it. I mean, because you're like, I mean, you're trying to, you're taking an entire league of, of 600 players and picking five guys, yep. for these awards. So, honestly, the fact that the 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 fact that the the as many players, certain players get as many votes as they do, um, and that people really kind of like come to a consensus. Uh, I think that they are influenced by knowing what other people are going to vote for, for, for a lot of these awards. Yeah. Cause it's just human nature, but it would be interesting if people did a fully like blacked out. I don't know what anybody else yeah. is doing for it. Um, nobody writes mid season awards articles. Nobody does any of this crap, right? Nobody talks about it on Twitter. Nobody does any of that. And Voters have to just like put themselves in like a vacuum and be like, okay, (laughs) I'm, these are the only guys that I am voting for. I'm not talking to any other voters. I'm not soliciting help. This is my ballot.
0: Well, I think it's incredibly tough in a year like this too, right? Some years you have an Eric Carlson who scores a point per game and it's like, all right, that dude ran away with it, whatever.
1: This year is definitely
0: tougher because you're not watching the other divisions. One that, two, no one completely separated themselves. So not only is picking one hard, but you get into your third place, fourth place, fifth place vote, and you're splitting hairs on guys. Yeah. And it could go any different number of ways at that point.
1: Well, and that's where I think the really interesting things would, would come about. It wouldn't be in the first or second place. It would be third through eight, right? Yep. Yep. If you don't, if you don't have, you know if you don't if you don't have a like a knowledge of of all the other guys that people are going to be voting for you could really put together a ballot just be like okay here's here's what i put together based on my criteria it's one reason why you always see like the analytics dudes put out what people think are hot takes for their ballots and it's yeah. like look they just use their methodology that they always use they just don't listen to any kind of peer pressure any any of their colleagues that are saying oh this should be the guy yep so i think that leads to more interesting stuff um the, mccarr getting there i think is great um i think he has a legitimate chance to win it i think he's the only guy that has a the only abs nominee that we'll see this year um
0: you don't think anyone else will get any votes
1: Oh, I I would not be surprised if Devon Taves and Sam Gerard got Josh. down ballot votes. Fourth, fifth place type of vote, yeah. yeah. If they end up on the ballot somewhere, you know, they, they like they'll they'll end up like a with like a 13th place finish because two right. good 25th place. Right. They end up whatever. with 2 points or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh I I think I think that's totally possible that somebody would look at the numbers and and put those guys there. Um, but I think I think McCarr has the best of the best chance of Colorado's likely. I'm I'm kind of expecting McKinnon to be a token third heart finalist. But
0: zero chance of actually winning
1: it. Yeah, of course. I mean, of course, there's no way. And like, you can't even make a coach. You can't make an argument on planet Earth for McKinnon yeah no. over either Matthews or McDavid this year. Yeah, that should be that should be the easiest one to
0: ever. Like, yeah. I don't. You're. Actually, just trolling. If you didn't pick McDavid to win, them, I, like
1: it really does, it really would feel like you're that guy knowing that they're going to be put out there in public. That it's like, well, I'm going to get all kinds of attention for this. Yep, that's exactly what it would feel like. Yeah, so. there was a uh, there was a baseball writer a couple of years ago who did that during a a Hall of Fame vote, and a radio program asked him to come on and talk about it he called in, and as soon as they brought it up, he hung up on them. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: And it was like, bro, you had to know. You made this vote. Like, <laughs> you had
1: to know this was coming. <laughs>
0: oh, so. San Diego Raiders. <laughs> they don't have an NHL team yet. But. Maybe yeah. someday. Well, they do have the goals. Um. Anyway, uh, is is that the fear? Is it the fear this year that all the Avs walk away from it with is, at best, an individual award or two? Yes. Okay. I mean, I I kind of knew that already, but yeah.
1: Yeah, of course that's the fear. I mean the the real the real fear is that they don't even get that that all these guys finish that they end up or third, with nothing yeah and they you know and then all right another second round exit well they're out of here you know well, wow that was a really that was a really intense breakneck pace season that got them nothing it's true they get to hang the president's trophy banner next year
0: no matter what yep
1: they That's have cool. that it is cool. That's uh, a that's a cool accomplishment and it's a it's a thing that I don't know. I think that is a worthwhile team accomplishment. Yeah, uh, look. It's hard it's hard to win the regular season. Like it's just hard.
0: Absolutely you never want to take achievements away from a hockey team, no matter who it is. Yeah. Um however I mean the Fs don't necessarily need to win anything either though like if this team were to lose in the cup finals this year i don't think like obviously the immediate impact of that would hurt yeah everybody
1: would be disappointed but it would be like
0: but on the whole you'd be like that's a really good playoffs (laughs) right
1: yeah i mean right now everybody's focused on getting out of the second round everybody's focused on Okay, well they've got to get out of round two. They've got to get and that pressure got amped up when they went up two nothing in a series. Yep. And now and they're now, <laughs> Yeah, and now they've lost three games in a row and you're like, okay, well this is this is potentially the biggest the, the, this, is, this is a the first time that you would really look at their them losing in the postseason and say it's it's a it's a huge disappointment. I, because them losing to San Jose, I mentioned this last night, but people putting them all in the same box annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> because losing two years ago, there wasn't an abs fan on earth
0: that expected them to that make the second like, round. Totally
1: like, like bummed out and and sad about it. Totally, yeah. But nobody felt bad about that playoff run. Correct. Like Nobody felt bad about it. And then the one last year had all kinds of caveats where you're just like, yeah, there's a whole feel, lot of
0: nonsense going you feel on there. Bad yeah. about it, like
1: there are plenty of reasons to feel bad. But you know that they were in that position; they were down three-one. They're missing a ton of guys. Like there were caveats there. This year, there's none. There's nothing. Like Nazem Kadri being suspended for this this whole series is not enough of a caveat to be
0: like. You can't point to that and say that's the reason the abs didn't make.
1: Yeah, it. if they don't. Not, yeah. Look, not when not when Nathan McKinnon has one point in four games so anyway we can get to this we can get to that later i really just wanted to talk about the macar stuff because it's a a great accomplishment the the ads have never had a norris trophy winner the fact that he's in his second year and he's already a finalist there's reason to dream on the guy there's reason to dream yep it's (laughs) <laughs> it's just, it's, ex- it's exciting stuff. I don't think it matters for his contract, whether or not he wins it or not. There's no way that his agents are going to be able to be like, well, he won the Norris instead of finishing second, yeah. so, you know, give him an extra 500K per year. That stuff will come in the form of a contract bonus
0: yep. where um, he can pick that up individually can dive into that a little bit more in just a second, as we do have to tell y'all about Breck & Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can check them out at the DNVR Bar or find their hard seltzers. Get the 15-can sampler pack at a local liquor store near you. Use the Breck Beer Locator online to do that. Also, StravaCraft Craft Coffee, found at the DNVR Bar Cold Brew. If you want a regular hot brew coffee, you can get that online at StravaCraftCoffee.com. StravaCraftCoffee.com and use code DNVR25 on your first checkout to get 25% off. Also, sign up for their subscription service if you love it and get 20% off for life. And of course, you can always get a DNVR membership. Get your big beers down at the bar, get your free shirt, your free mask, all that good stuff that comes with an annual membership, as well as all of our content. So, yeah, help support us a little bit, you know. We appreciate all the super chats and stuff as well. Y'all are extremely generous. But DNVR membership, usually the best way to do it. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Rudo and AJ coming at you. Talking Kale McCarr. Um, look, the kid is capable of doing things very, very few NHL defensemen are doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Special player.
0: Yep. The he has the raw ability, the drive, and all that jazz to be able to do it. The only the only question mark so far through his career has been health. An ability to stay healthy, I guess, should be to be more accurate. Um now the type of injuries we've seen Makar suffer haven't been particularly big worries. It's not like EJ with a knee that can drastically alter the course of someone's career type of things.
1: Yeah. There haven't
0: been any major injuries. Yep. So
1: knock on wood.
0: (laughs) There you go. Knock on some wood there, but it, that, makes you certainly feel quite a bit better about the injuries that he has suffered, but the question mark is still always gonna be there until he has a fully healthy season, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, the, the onus is on him to have a fully to have I mean, you you could easily you could easily have like the guy misses like two games, three games, Yeah, you don't know, like the like the minor dings yeah, where you're yeah. like got to okay, play exactly.
0: like 75 games out of an 82 game season. Yeah. So, that's
1: where you really you really want it to be 70 plus every year yeah. consistently. You'd really like it to be like you said 75 plus. Yeah. Um but it's up to this point, I mean that's it's a fair question.
0: Yeah, I I mean <laughs> look, this is this is a scrape in the bottom of the barrel to try and find a nitpick with Kale McCarr in the regular season.
1: Well, it's really, Um, it's, it's really like the, the, the separating factor here. Yep. Kind of like in the NBA MVP this year where Jokic ran away with it because he was the only guy who stayed healthy. You know, the, with McCarr, you look at him and he's of all the guys of, of the candidates. It's like, well, this guy, this guy missed a significantly less. Number. Yeah, he played, what, like 12 fewer games or something yeah. than the other guys? Like, it was a meaningful number of games. It wasn't like he missed a week.
0: McCarr played 44. Fox played 55. Hedman played 54. Yeah. So,
1: especially in a shortened year, those 10 games are even more important. Yep. So, it's, you know, I I get it. I think that's probably the reason why he won't win it this year. Why I will say I'm not personally expecting him to win it. I think he has a good chance to. I think the voting is going to be close.
0: Yeah, I for all three of them. I know you're not a big believer in thinking Hedman should be up there, but I'm sure yeah. he'll get a lot of votes. My,
1: him being a finalist was not surprising to me. Uh, my personal feelings aside, uh, I just you know the. the way that the voters are it's it's very easy to take last year's guy who's on a great team who had a
0: great year and just be like oh he was so good this year <laughs>
1: yeah
0: that's I'm sure he was to pick the defending champ is never hard but yeah it's in in mccar's case I think it's interesting, you kind of already talked about how they picked Fox and Makar's finalists this year, guys in their second year, and moving towards that. Yeah. But is there, at least in McCarr's case, it does feel like he came into the league and immediately garnered that reputation. I mean, you'll remember he finished ninth in Norris voting in his rookie year. Mm-hmm. So, Which was a
1: big deal last year. It was It was like a thing that
0: people talked about. Normally,
1: you don't see very much attention paid to the down-ballot guys, but there were a lot of people who were like, "Kyle McCart finished ninth, like, he, he coming for this thing. Yep. And this year, he's a finalist, and next year, he's got an 82-game slate to get all up
0: on people. And win himself some hardware, for sure. Yeah. Um. so Adam, Adam Fox is going to have to up that point-per-game pace. Yeah not gonna cut it in the in the 82 game season yeah. he's, he's gonna need uh,
1: he's gonna need a couple more of those five point nights to help really boost his numbers
0: yep <laughs> uh living off the uh big games I suppose but let I me mean, actually let me see let me look yeah so McCar led all defensemen with one point per game in the regular season mm-hmm. and then next was Tyson Berry at 0 point eight six. Uh, Curious what you, his market is this year. Yeah, that's going to be a pretty interesting thing because he certainly, after a down year in Toronto, he went to Edmonton and basically did his thing with the big guns out there. So someone's going to pay him some decent money. Yeah, it's just a matter of who and where. Vancouver's always in that conversation with him, but I mean, Seattle has to lurk. Definitely true. Short little drive up to Vancouver for Barry yeah. as well there. Exactly. So. Anyway. <laughs> a different conversation. Yeah. Let's talk about Kill McCarr in these playoffs. I know we talked about it a little bit on the other night show that he did not play well in game five. Um, you know, I... So...
1: I, I think I mentioned last night that there was a caveat to that. Sure. That all of his frustrations were in the offensive end because they yep. just didn't, they didn't play in the defensive end much last yeah, night Sure, when McCart was on the ice. And then you go and you look at the shot metrics and they're like, great. Yeah. And and like I even said on the show, he's yep. going to have great shot metrics because all of our frustrations were offensively. Yeah. So when, when, I, when we were saying like he played poorly, it's relative. You have his to put it in ability. context for sure. Yeah. It's not, he played poorly compared to a teammate. He played poorly versus his own ability level. What okay? people know because that
0: he's capable of. Sure. Defensively.
1: Yeah. He was nails last night. He was just fine. No complaint. No complaints, but it was all the things with the puck where you're like, dang it. Now yeah. that's a missed opportunity. That's a shot on goal. That's a scoring chance that's a missed opportunity i mean look at the one power play they got yeah like arguably the most exciting thing that happened on that thing was when he broke through the defense and then lost the edge as yep. he was trying to go around the net
0: yep did 80% of the work and then nothing came of it yeah
1: and like i'm not going to crush the guy for that no of course not <laughs> like to, like last night was a huge step forward from anything that anybody did in
0: from the game two 3 and games. 4 yeah for sure it it was significantly better um and makar is i think something we've alluded on through this series is people forget that he's only 22 he's a monster um he's not in his prime yet and some inconsistency in play is to be expected from a player like that.
1: Yeah. And look, if he was, if he was 22 and this was his fourth year, you'd look at him a little, it's a little different. Sure. I'll off Sam Girard. Yep. But 2022 20, and just finishing up his second season. He has, and look, his two, his two NHL regular seasons have been abbreviated. He's got like a hundred games played. Yep. So, it feels like he's been around forever <laughs> but it's hard to it's hard to keep in mind like he's just he's still so young yep and he's figuring it out this he's is only he's gonna have those those he's gonna ride that roller coaster right like he's yep. and when he gets a little bit older he's gonna smooth that out we're going to see more game 1 performances not yep. not tons of them in a playoff series because if a a guy's having four points and if a defenseman's having four points a night
0: in the playoff series something ridiculous is happening yeah he's like the greatest defenseman
1: of all time without question (laughs) yeah so but smoothing it out a little bit would you rather have one four point game or would you rather have four one point games right now
0: five four one point games obviously yeah
1: so, I think I think that would have been.
0: And to be fair, McCarr had a point in Game Two. He had a point in Game Three. Yeah, yeah, the, the, those were like very like, much were, secondary freebie-ish but, points. But yeah, President had a point last night. Yeah, like, <laughs> okay, but yeah,
1: you're like, okay, what did he do? Was he even on the ice when Sod threw that puck at the net? <laughs>
0: Yeah. So it's the way yeah. it goes sometimes, but for sure. It it consistency is just something that it separates the greatest players from the very, very good players, right?
1: Well it's to be honest, just to tie this into the McKinnon conversation, it's what had made McKinnon in the postseason so special. Yep. Because he was just I mean, last year he scored every game but one. Yep. Now everybody can get all up in arms about the one that he didn't but every game but one
0: now he has had
1: if he if the abs, if they've had that this year if he'd scored in every game this series would be over yep
0: he hasn't scored in three straight now against Vegas
1: yeah and his his one assist was
0: uh on the overtime goal yep and you throw away you, you can throw away game four, but you look at game three, if he scores in that, they very likely win. Yep. You look at, obviously, last night, if he scores in that, they almost certainly win. Yep. And he's he's the man, right? He's the guy. Yep. Where when the abs need something, that's the dude you're looking at. And there's no... He hasn't scored in three games. It doesn't change anything. There's no magic recipe for the Avs to work around McKinnon not doing the thing. In game six, they're going to go right back to him and say, hey, this time actually do the thing, please. Yeah. So.
1: Look, reality is is if if he goes off in game six and seven, we aren't talking about them. Yeah. but are uh, not talking about any of that. If they, if they find a way to win the series, it'll be because Nathan McKinnon drives them there. He figured it out. exactly. And if they if they go on to lose the series, it'll be because Nathan McKinnon failed to drive them there. Yep. Like, you win and you lose with your best players. All this talk about depth scoring and, oh, they need a consistent scoring threat on your second line or something. And it's like, if you had consistent scoring on your second line, that guy wouldn't be on your
0: second they'd, line. They'd, that'd be your top line if they scored consistently. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's that's kind of the reality of it. Uh, we can get a little bit more into this conversation with McKinnon and potentially Game 6, but do have to tell you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. When you sign up with the DNVR code right now, they are still giving you the $1. Dollar for $100 offer bet on any NBA team to win their next playoff game if they win you turn $1 into $100 of site credits super easy to get in there and get yourself a bunch of money to play with over on DraftKings once you get the hundred bucks they of course have odds boosts every single day on all sorts of awesome sports so you can get good value no matter what you end up betting on they're also safe secure and reliable super easy to deposit and withdraw at your convenience. So check them out today. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can bet right from your phone. Super easy. Great to do that for the live betting especially. You have the game on, you just pull up your phone, you say first pitch strike, and you get yourself some money. Trust me, it works. It's true. Get in there, get your $100 for $1 bet in basketball again with the promo code DNVR for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook. For details, gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also brought to all of you beautiful people by Chevalier Mortgage. Both Mike and Virginia have been in the business for an extremely long time. You can check them out at DNVRMortgage.com and get yourself signed up for not just a free consultation but your chance to win some free dnvr merch as well rates are fantastic right now i've been looking a little bit myself you can get a great rate but mike is also a certified financial planner so they'll get you more than a great rate they'll get you exactly what you need when it comes to your entire financial picture head over there they'll take care of you they'll walk you through everything you can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit them again at DNVrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 193 Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 191-0631. And certainly not least, but coming in last is Green Mountain Dental Group, the best dentist in the Denver metro area. We are brought to you by them. we they're one of our longer, longer term guys. They've been here forever. So show them some love when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam you can get a free sonicare toothbrush from them we've had tons of people switch for everything from wisdom teeth removal to just standard checkups and they take great care of all y'all every all y'all have come in and said they do a great job so check them out today if you need some tooth work done Let's get into this third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Again, brought to you by that DraftKings Sportsbook. While you're at it, be sure to like and subscribe to the video here on YouTube. Always helps us out a bunch. Appreciate all y'all sticking with us, even when the Avs are on the ropes a little bit here. AJ, is Game 6 really that simple? Is it just Nathan McKinnon? Kale McCars of the world need to show up. Yeah. Okay. Because that's what that's
1: going into the series. That's what's separated the two the two teams, and you can see that that's very clearly what has separated them. This series has three games that have finished with a three two final score. Yep. And if the Avs get that third goal in those two in those two games, in which their top line didn't score, then. Then the series is over. This is the series is finished. Yep. Like, wouldn't be sitting here. So, I I do I think it's that simple, man. You ride with your stars. Who's, I, who I do too. The, who scored the game winning goal last night? It's Mark Stone. Yep. You know, um, outside of Jonathan so having a great series, having the series that Andre Burakovsky is not, it's been Max Pacioretty. You know, like their stars have been their stars have, have been there,
0: been the difference makers for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it's I, I can't disagree. And it's it's a weird
1: I'll I'll clarify. and even strength is my issue because they have been sure,
0: on the power play. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Although
1: the power plays have gotten less and less. Of yeah. Less the refs well. have just
0: decided to stop calling. There, them, Basically, there,
1: there won't be there won't be any penalties yeah, tomorrow. It'll be a completely it wins, penalty yeah. list. Yeah. It'll be sixty minutes of five on five. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah. Definitely true. Uh, I, I saw this question, so we'll sidetrack for two seconds on it. The Benjamin Tardiff signing. Yeah, why the abs happened. Cool, um, cool. It, this is the thing the abs and and all NHL teams love to do, no doubt. Picked up this guy watching Bocage in the queue and said we'd like a piece of that action. So,
1: yeah, I have no thoughts on it. I genuinely I'm not familiar with him. He's a he's an undrafted late bloomer. Um, I didn't watch any of the queue stuff, so I don't have. Um, I don't have any I don't have any opinion on it whatsoever. No doubt he will, he will show up um to training camp next year. And we'll see.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, no doubt someone that whenever the offseason comes probably can take a little bit of a deeper look into. But yeah for now there's more important things still going on. Yeah, that he didn't get an ELC is it's definitely weird.
1: Well, and it's it's like how was this offer better than what montreal
0: or winnipeg was offering especially when you look at the forward core yeah like you um, have it's
1: and that and that the abs won that with an ahl deal is like
0: um, okay
1: yeah like uh all right uh nobody involved in this process wanted to give him an elc I guess. So I'm not going to – my expectations are not high.
0: Nor becomes, should they be, yeah. If he, becomes,
1: if he becomes a meaningful player, great. The,
0: I mean, your expectations should never be high for late bloomer-type signings. Yeah. The, the Alex Kerfoot's of the world are very much the outlier when it comes to these type of guys. Um, so yeah, any, anything you get, you take obviously, but yeah, well, I mean, getting back onto the topic of game six here, I genuinely feel good about it,
1: but I have, I have gone all in and believing that this team is capable of anything and I'm just not moving off of that until they're done. Yep. And when they're done, then, you know. Yep. We can we can have the scorekeepers point and laugh and say you're stupid and don't know what you're talking about and I can live with that.
0: I've planted my flag on that. I think this series was going seven for a minute now. So
1: you've been saying it for the last three games. So yep. <laughs> it really, I mean, it really would set up perfectly. And it like like karmically, cosmically. Yep. <laughs> For the ads for the ads to be here and for them to for them to you know they've been down three to two each of the last two years and they've won game six.
0: They found a way, yep.
1: You know, now one of those they won game six against San Jose at home, and then last year in the bubble. Yep. <laughs> but you know, this is certainly the greatest challenge. Vegas is better than both of those teams were, and Agreed. they're going into Vegas' barn. It's gonna it's a tall task.
0: It's not easy, but it's not
1: it's not guaranteed. I can sit here and be like I feel good about it all, all I want, but that's a really that's a really tough world yep. the that could, they have in front of them.
0: The Evs could get blown out tomorrow night. We don't know for sure. Anything is on the table. That's why you play the games. But yeah this is yeah. The, Evs, the Evs have stepped into a point in the playoffs where one they now have no other choice they if they lose again they're done yep and two I think this is the first time you've really had this feeling around this year's team there have this team didn't have to battle through the the race of oh if we lose in the regular season if we lose this game they're in trouble of not making the playoffs they didn't yeah. have to battle the they had the at worst the third seed and realistically they had the second seed locked up pretty easily this year they did fight for the first seed and win it ultimately mm-hmm. but i honestly maybe that's a that's a good point look at look at the, reg- the last regular season game against Vegas, the one that if they lose, they don't get the one seed. Mm-hmm. It was they not got, a good.
1: They got outplayed by a 15
0: yeah. skater Vegas team. It was not and... a good hockey game, but they found a way to win.
1: And Phil Grubauer was awesome in that game. And you know what? He needs, he needs an awesome game. No doubt. Because as much as you, you don't really fault him for the three goals that got by him last night,
0: but if he stops one one save is the difference. Yep. Especially the tuck one. That one really yeah, the thing. first one. Anything that goes through you, right? It never feels great. Yeah. But that's uh that's the life of a goaltender, right? Yeah. You are the last line of defense. Your job is there to do one thing, and that's stop pucks.
1: Yep. They need they need the best from him tomorrow. He needs the
0: best from him tomorrow. Yep. Oh yeah. And as the chat points out here, Vancouver forced Game Seven. Minnesota forced Game Seven. Yeah. Sharks before that forced a Game Seven, coming back from three-one yeah. down against this team. Vegas has had the Vegas has their own issues. Like Vegas yep. has had problems closing out series. It's 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 something worth bringing up here because yes, obviously we're an Avalanche based podcast, but. There is another hockey team over there. With their own demons. That have their own problems. Very much so in the playoffs. Whether it be lack of scoring, whether it be game sevens, whether it be whatever you wanna whatever you wanna pick at it. They're and obviously they're feeling good having won three straight games in this series, but Mm -hmm. it's you have to finish, whether you're Vegas or Colorado. The series, the series comes down to who closes it out, not who won more games in the first five. Yep. So,
1: in the same way that the series wasn't over when it was two nothing, it's not over at, at three two.
0: Yep, exactly right.
1: So we'll see. You know, we'll, I'm excited for it, man. I'm. It's this is this is when you get to you get to find out about everybody involved everybody's got their own demons everybody's got you know their personal look in the mirror and are we gonna pull the can we pull the best out of me at the time that it matters the most you know and and there were there have been bad post seasons from great players before you know mckinnon struggling the way that he has is not unlike the way that joe sakic struggled in the postseason in 2000 yeah when he had like seven points in nineteen games or something, like just a really lackluster postseason performance from him. And right now that's what McKinnon is facing. Can he can he break through? Can he get the best out of himself when his team absolutely has to have it?
0: Has to have it. If they don't get it, they probably aren't moving on. Yeah. It's, it's not complicated. Yeah, I I agree. I It's tough to talk about it from that front because it sometimes it really is that simple. You can you can get into the Xs and Os all you want, but sometimes the dudes just have to do the hockey. Yeah. That's true. Um anyway, I don't, I don't know. Should we just move into final thoughts here on on Kale game 6? Uh, okay. Hi. Yeah. I We see you, but, you know, you don't have to spam chat for five messages in three seconds. Yeah. My guy. What's up, yo? They really want you to say something to them. I mean, we did, but also... Yo, what up? Yeah, okay. Well, we noticed him. Whatever. Uh... <laughs> It is, yeah, exactly. Just uh, do the simple thing: go get yourself some money with Gabby Insurance, and have the Avs top line show up and do stuff. <laughs> In any case, well said. So that it just kicking back, gonna enjoy game yeah. game six, whatever may come.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm um, looking forward to tonight's games
0: and. Tonight's nice game, just the one. Yeah, it's getting down to that time of the year where you only have one game a day. Yeah, would be great. I think uh, I think Nassau is going to be
1: insane. <laughs> the same way that T-Mobile is going to be insane tomorrow. Yep. So, going to be a forward, fun looking forward to it. Either either way. Uh, We're
0: there tomorrow night. Yep. You can catch us there. We'll be doing some form of watch along during the game for those of you that are making it to the DNVR bar, but might be a fun one to come to the DNVR bar for. That's all I'll say about that.
1: I think it'll Um, be be a good one
0: because it'll either be joy or team sadness time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The whole bar can console itself. Yep. So, should be fun either way obviously we have you covered no matter how game six goes we'll have a show friday there you go hit the like and subscribe um and then hopefully there's a game seven post game pod coming at you saturday as well but we'll cross those bridges when we get there so thank you for watching listening however you can suit the podcast we appreciate all of y'all so very much we hope to see you back here for the next one until Thursday night, I suppose, which is just tomorrow night, but whatever. We'll talk to you then.